brother. Guys, sometimes the most interesting Toy Stories are the ones that are never told. Like how originally Woody was going to be bad or how Buzz was going to be small. But yesterday, Pixar dropped a bomb in the form of a Toy Story 4 alternate ending, which at first kind of just seems like a fun bonus feature to look into. But after you really like start to look into it and compare it to the actual ending of the movie, you can really start to pull apart the question of like, what does it actually mean to be a toy? Before we dive on in, I want to remind you that tomorrow we are celebrating the one year anniversary of Carlin Brothers Coffee here on Super Carlin Brothers YouTube channel. We are going live at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be doing giveaways and launching a couple of really special new products that I am so excited about. Plus, as a bonus, every order that is placed during the stream will have a bag signed by both Jay and myself. So be sure to set all of the reminders and alarms to be sure that you are here at 3 p.m. tomorrow. See you then. Back to Toy Story. Yesterday, Pixar released this alternate ending that is very different from what we actually saw in the final portion of the movie. I will include a link to it in the description down below, but in the meantime, I'm also going to give a quick synopsis of what this ending is about. Once again, we are going to see Woody and Bo at the carnival together, but instead of helping Gabby Gabby find her child, it seems like we've fast forwarded a little bit to kind of what we saw them doing in the mid credit scene, which is helping as many toys get paired with as many kids as possible. Bo says to Woody, we did it Woody, every toy has a kid. And then she sees a little girl that she recognizes from the store and realizes that she needs to be with that kid. And I will say at this point, if this was in fact the ending of this movie, that the rest of the movie itself probably would have had to have been like rewritten a bit because the only kid that we ever see inside of the store is Harmony and Bo definitely has not had any relationship with her at all. Plus, that would have just been so mean to Gabby Gabby, who wanted nothing more than Harmony's attention. But if you really stop to think about it, isn't it possible that at the end of the day, you could be the villain of someone else's story? Let's pause to think about that. I'm sorry, Mr. Bob. Anyway, after seeing this girl, it seems that Bo has decided that she needs to go with her and abandon any plan that she had before, which I think we can assume is to stay with Woody. And then they confess that it doesn't matter who physically owns them, that their hearts belong to each other. It's adorable and I love them and I kind of wish this is what happened. So why didn't it? Why did they take the story in a completely different direction where almost the exact opposite thing actually happens? Instead of Bo, ultimately deciding that Woody is right and the kid always needs to come first, Woody decides that Bo is right and he doesn't need a kid. Personally, I think this is where like the main theme of Toy Story 4 can seem like it's gotten a little bit muddied. Like the entire plot of the movie seems to be revolving around this idea of what a toy's life can be like outside of serving a kid. And yet at the end of the movie, we still see this like incredibly meaningful moment when Gabby Gabby finally finds her kid. Didn't we just decide like toys don't need kids and yet here I am crying my eyes out. Again, I feel like it sort of comes down to this idea of like what does it mean to be a toy? Like what is the purpose of their existence? Deep, right? Let's pause to let that sink in. You were just the baby phoenix. 
Okay, so the overall purpose of a toy is not really that hard to figure out. I mean, at the end of the day, it's to make kids happy. Not that Toy Story hasn't explored a lot of other options as well in the form of their villains. In Toy Story 2, the Prospector is a toy that has never been played with and decides that his main purpose in life is simply to exist. And then in Toy Story 3, Lotso has been abandoned by his child and decides that being played with by kids is more for the toy's benefit than the benefit of the children. But in Toy Story 4, even the villain, if you want to call Gabby Gabby the villain, has beliefs more in line with Woody. I mean, at the end of the day, she wants to do whatever it takes to have a kid. What makes her villainous is just the links that she's willing to go to to accomplish that. And also her super creepy henchmen, who, by the way, I was certain were just going to be misunderstood. Nope, turns out, they're just creepy. Either way, the struggle with Gabby is really just secondary to the overall messaging of Toy Story 4. Instead of having a villain with a different vision about the purpose of toys, the main conflict when it really comes down to it is the differing beliefs between Woody and Bo. And in a strange way, it might actually make Bo more the like passive antagonist of the story. Which, by the way, called it. But back to Bo as the passive antagonist. Just like listen to the definition of what that actually means. A character who comes into opposition or conflict with the goals of the protagonist without purposely seeking to do so. Often their intentions are innocent and the protagonists don't necessarily consider them villainous. They often offer only incidental obstruction. They may even share the protagonist's goal, but their means of opposition creates conflicts for your protagonists. And that's almost exactly right. They both agree that the main purpose of a toy is to make a child happy, but they have wildly different approaches when it comes to actually executing this idea. And the movie kicks off by showing you this stark contrast. When RC is in trouble, they both immediately jump into action with Operation Pull Toy showing you their common ground. Their concern is that Andy will miss RC and RC as a toy needs saving. Moments later though, Bo is given away and we come to a real forky in the road. Woody, as we have seen him in the past three movies, is as steadfast as ever when he like contemplates for a moment leaving with Bo, but ultimately decides he has to stay for Andy. And I just have to say for me personally, like this moment where like Woody is absolutely torn and for a moment you think that he might like leave Andy for his own purposes is the biggest tear jerk moment of the whole movie. But Woody believes that the best way to fulfill his purpose as a toy is to remain with his one child and give as big of an impact to that child as he possibly can. On the other hand though, Bo having not been removed from Molly's room for more than like 10 seconds, is already over it. She has a much more fluid belief when it comes to ownership, and even though I think she enjoyed being Molly's toy, she's perfectly okay with moving on. Ultimately, it's a very classic, like, quality versus quantity kind of argument. Make a huge impact on one, maybe two kids, or make tons of tiny impacts on lots of kids by use of your cleverly disguised skull. Both sides of which naturally have their own merits. Like, Woody gets tons of attention from his one kid, but he's also stuck in that kid's room for two decades. He has way more security than any toy like in the wild, but he also does face the inevitable, like 
Andy is going to grow up eventually and he's going to spend a lot of time in the toy box. When we meet Bo again years later, she has fully embraced the opposite viewpoint. And rather than ever having like a semi-permanent owner, she decides that it's much better for her to exist like at the playground and just play with whatever kids happen to show up that day. She is physically broken in a few places and has no real home, but she's still getting played with each and every day. And in the meantime, she's still free to do whatever she wants. And it seems like it makes the kids pretty happy, which brings us obviously to Forky. Huh? What? Bo, bo, bo. Forky actually serves as a great metaphor for what Woody is going through for the whole movie. He starts out by thinking the only way to be a spork, a spork's mission in life, is to be trash. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. He starts out as trash, he loves trash, and let's face it, he would be great as trash. I'm trash. And this is absolutely meant to reflect the way that Woody is feeling here. He started out as a toy. He loves being a toy and he's great at being a toy. And he has the way that he believes it's meant to be. He is drawn to helping a kid the same way that Forky is like, drawn to the trash. And we see it clear as day, and neither of these characters can even help themselves. Like, we spend an entire night with Forky where he just keeps jumping into a trash can over and over again, and Woody's the exact same. As soon as he's concerned that Bonnie is going to have a hard day at school, he has to jump into her backpack to make sure she's gonna be okay. Despite the fact that that very day, she didn't even pick Woody up out of the closet to play with. Which like Bonnie, no big deal, but kind of going back on your word to Andy. But as the story goes on, Woody is constantly trying to teach Forky that like there are other ways to be a spork. Like he could also be a toy. Neither is really the wrong answer in general. Like for Forky, it seems like given this particular circumstance, the right choice is to be a toy. And likewise, the same could be true for Woody. This new life might be the best way to go. So going back to that alternate ending and how it might have affected the story, as a whole. In Toy Story 2 and 3, the toys are given a glimpse of what a different kind of life could look like. Whether it's going and living in a museum or living on forever in a daycare, but they always ultimately decide that the most important priority to them is to go back and be there for Andy. If Bo ultimately ends up like ending the movie by deciding that she needs to go and be with a child, then that would be keeping right in line with the existing themes of the story. Yes, sure, the like shiny new idea in this case of being a free range toy is exciting and fun, but in the end, maybe it's not the best. Instead, we see Woody for the first half of the movie just like desperately clinging to his ideals, doing everything he can to justify to himself that he should be Bonnie's toy, only to meet back up with Bo who shows him this new path. And in the end, we're left with a compromise between these two, where they go on to continue to live the kind of life that Bo has been living, and along the way, try to make kids happy, but not by being directly played with like before, but by trying to forge as many meaningful relationships between toys and kids like Woody and Andy had as possible. And ultimately that becomes a quantity 
of quality. And to be honest, as I started writing this script, my key objective was to convince you that the alternate ending was actually better. That it's more in keeping with like the general messaging of Toy Story and the messaging that for whatever reason has always resonated with me personally in the way that I interact with this story. That at the end of the day, the toys will do whatever they can to make their kid happy. And I think for me, I always imagined myself as the kid and it meant so much to think that there was something out there working to help me. But guys, for my question of the day, what do you think? Which ending do you think would have resonated with you the most? Be sure to leave all of your thoughts in the towel section down below. Also guys, don't forget that tomorrow at 3 p.m. we are going to be having our one year anniversary stream for Carlin Brothers Coffee. Be sure to set your alarms and reminders, come tune in. We're gonna be doing all sorts of cool stuff, including giveaway, signing bags, and releasing some awesome new products. Guys, as always, always, thanks for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you would like to see our complete Toy Story 4 review, you can click right up here. Or if you would like to have the character Duke Kaboom explained, you can check out this video right here. But Jay, that's all I've got for you today, man. I will see you on Tuesday.